Hristos voskres. Hristos anesti. Christ is risen. Please be seated. And in the gospel, Jesus says these words, I am the light of the world. Then he goes on to work a miracle of curing the man who was blind, who could not see it all from birth. And um, we know of such cases, by the way. Very famous case of a fellow named Joey, who's a follower of Our Lady of Fatima, and he had no equipment to see with in his eyes. He had eyes, but not necessary nerves and things like that. But he could see. And so miracles are amongst us because of Jesus Christ. Wonderful miracles. And every day or so here in the monastery, people visit, and they tell us of miracles in their lives, in the lives of priests they know, and uh, we have to remember that we are the Church of Miracles, that Christ is active in our Church, in other places too. Maybe he doesn't always follow all the rules, but he's God, isn't he? And he can cure and heal and do what he wants. Now the problem with today's gospel is we're dealing with the Pharisees. Pharisees were legalists and they believed salvation came through law. But they did believe in some kind of salvation. They believed actually in the afterlife. The Sadducees were another party and they were sad, they say, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't want to believe that. We ask ourselves, why didn't they want to follow this miracle worker? Well, there could be several reasons. Well, the greatest reason is probably they had difficulty putting faith in him. And this, this uh, gospel is from John. It is a miraculous gospel. John is our theologian, is he not? And he tells us about our relationship, not only to our Lord, but to the Holy Trinity. So he's giving us another explanation, another layer, and a motif in the gospel about faith. That we have to put our faith in Jesus Christ, in his works, in his sacramental presence amongst us, so that we too can overcome blindness. Recently I had a personal uh, difficulty and I banged myself up. I went into that closet over there and I thought the door was closed because there was no light there. And I pushed on the door, it wasn't there, and I fell in. And some of the kind gentlemen carried me out of the church and put me in the car, and I went to the hospital to get patched up. It's very difficult to see when there's no light. There's very difficult to see Jesus Christ 
when there is not faith. Paul tells us that faith is the substance of things to come and the hope that is to be desired. We know certain virtues are given to us. That's powers, virtues. When especially when we are baptized and chrismated. And baptism and chrismation always prepare us for the reception of the Eucharist, which is the food for eternal life. It's our hope. So sometimes you think to yourself, maybe the quality of my faith is not so good. Maybe my love is cool. But you do have hope. That your hope will make your faith more vivid, more experiential, and your charity will fall into deep love. I think what was wrong with the Pharisees and the Sadducees is that they were not in love with their faith. That's just my synopsis. I can't find that anywhere. But I know you have to love the beauty of the church, the beauty of Jesus Christ, who is sent by the Father. He's the gift of the Father to us. And he comes to bring divine life amongst us through the sacraments. Somebody asked me time, well, define for us a sacrament. It's the touch of Jesus Christ himself to the individual and sanctifies the church. That's why he has a body. It takes a body to touch a body. But what a body! A glorified body full of light and life which through the divine touch of the priesthood he can transfer to us now, most of you people are sort of young yet. Yet. Some of you are not so young. Some of us are getting to be ancient of days. We learn humility through aging. When you are uh, young, you can think you can take a switch and beat a bear. I wouldn't recommend it, however, around here. They're liable to get you. You think you can do anything. We can do nothing without God's gifts and power. But if we have those gifts, we have everything. So the young blind man, he must have been overjoyed. He was like me, living in the closet on the floor. He could not see. I, I can't imagine that. I'm going to the doctor all the time, once a year for eye examination. And over the years, your eyes, you grow cataracts and all sorts of things that have to be taken care of. And everything is just as successful as it was when you were young and you had that wonderful vision. Some people have never had good vision. They're nearsighted, they're farsighted, they're this or that. But all people have the opportunity to receive the light of Christ in their inmost being. 
in their hearts where God dwells by his divine grace. What was wrong with those people in the gospel? Their hearts were hard. They wanted to keep the rules. The first day I was in canon law class, I had my senior powers. He was a lovely man. And, uh, by the way, I got straight A's in canon law, so be careful. But anyway, he said to the seminarians assembled there on their way to the priesthood, remember that law, canon law, is the art of Christian freedom. We're supposed to use it to help people live the Christian life and not to just control them. And we have those two tendencies in the Old Testament and even in the New, even in the church. Our present pope is sort of a, they say, well, he's a liberal. I don't think he's a liberal. I think he's a social worker. It's different, isn't it? He wants to help people. Uh, so some of the cardinals are very strict. I think they need my canon law teacher. We must live the gospel because Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. But we must not become legalists, applying such a strictness that we break the hearts of others. A lot of people in my career have come to get married, and there's always obstacles to marriage, especially in our society. But I've always tried to find the way around that I could get jurisdiction, that I could get dispensations, and I could help them because everybody's entitled to some love in their life. I remember one time I had a particularly difficult marriage to live with because the young lady in question was not well. So I said to her, well, does your fiancé know you're not well? He does. So I called him in and I said, uh, do you want to marry a woman that's not well? He says, I love her. So I called in the mother of the girl to talk to her. And the mother taught me something. She did. She says, you know, everybody's entitled to some love. So I reconsidered the whole thing because I'm sort of a romantic anyway. And they're still married. They have children. She still has her difficulties, but they're doing pretty good. None of us are really well because of the fall. In the fathers, they tell us that we don't even have the same skin we had in the garden. We've been sort of remade in a poor fashion because of sin. So some people have difficulty with original sin. Well, I'll tell you how it is. As you grow older, look in the mirror. <laughs> we hope at least we're presentable. We're most presentable if we have a heart on fire with love for God and we're appreciating everything that Jesus Christ did for us. I fear for 
these Pharisees and publicans amongst us. They fear they're not too loving to their Savior and certainly not loving enough to their neighbor that they put obstacles between them and their coming to Jesus Christ, to the church that he founded. This trouble is with us. It always will be. Cause all justice ascended into heaven when Christ ascended, which we celebrate this Thursday, and it's a holy day. You have to get to church. I contemplate in my life and in yours when I see you a work of God, a healing work of God, a miracle. Someone that the Father sent to us, Jesus Christ, to heal us with the ultimate healing of giving the gifts of the sacraments to us so that we can have eternal life and feeding us with his body and blood, the ultimate miracle. And it's yours. It's his gift to you. So let us pray for the publicans and Pharisees amongst us as we decline just because of sickness, old age, accidents, whatever happens to us. And let us be brave and know that God loves us and he is the healer. Let us say he ultimately will heal us from ourselves and our stubbornness and selfishness and lack of cooperation with him. And through the gifts of the holy sacraments, even if we're the poorest in heaven, he will bring us there. The blind man saw. May you see and bring that vision to your neighbor so that we go to heaven in procession and not just lonely, especially those around you who you love. Your desire for them must be the glory of the kingdom of heaven And it is possible because Christ is the light physician, healer, and savior of the world. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.